Greetings, we're Technically a Conversation, a podcast for curious people by curious people. Every week, we take turns presenting a new topic, and the other host has no idea what the topic will be. We strive to educate in a way that's loose and fun. Our topics are all over the place, from light and funny to dark and sometimes spooky. Some of the topics we've covered include urban legends, civil rights activists, vampires, pop culture icons, the supernatural and occult, spies and espionage, science and astronomy, and other weird and random things. If any of these topics interest you, give our podcast a shot. Listen and subscribe at technicallyaconversation.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Parental advisory, we might use strong language. no problem for me. As I was saying, Green Lantern can do anything. Except shut up, apparently. Wow, someone forgot to take their true blood tonight. I'm not a vampire. Seriously? I thought with the darkness and the vanishing, then the what, super strength? No. Can you fly? In a plane. Wait, you're not just some guy in a bat costume, are you? Are you freaking kidding me? What? Nobody asked you to prom, so now you dress as a bat and prowl around your parents' basement? What's this do? Huh? No buttons. I assume it works off concentration. How'd you do that? You weren't concentrating. You won't do that again. Unless I want to. That's it! Let's rumba, Spooky! Welcome to the Superhero Cinephiles podcast. I'm your host, Perry Constantine, and welcoming another guest, a fellow author, and that is uh, Henry Young Shell. Henry, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm super excited to be on a superhero podcast discussing superheroes. It's a, it's a real treat for me. It's a real treat. Yeah, well, when I saw you on uh, the Podmatch website, I saw you were a superhero author. I'm like, well, I got to try and have this guy on to be a superhero <laughs> author myself. So, um, yeah. So why don't we start there? Tell people a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, uh, as you said, I'm an author of superhero fiction. Um, I came to superhero uh, writing books from by way of hip hop music, believe it or not. So originally I was a recording artist for my, you know, probably 10, 15 years. Um, but, but I also had a passion for comics all the way through. And I'm not sure if your listeners know or you're quite aware of how much you know, how much big name hip hop artists are influenced by comic books from Run DMC to Method Man, who is the host of 
um, Mar Marvel Method podcast as we speak today. Um, so yeah, hip hop and 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 comics have have a, a symbiotic relationship for quite quite some time. And you know, um, probably about I want to say a dozen years ago, I, I I took a leap of faith and I got into that world. I published my first superhero books for kids called Power Blast Kids, and the rest is history. I never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that there are some uh, hip hop artists, like obviously, um, uh, I think like. Uh, the Wu-Tang Clan also has. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And some other so. ones, obviously, too, that I've heard of. But I wasn't aware that it was it was that widespread. I thought it was those were right. like outliers. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so tell me about how you got into comic books in the first place, then. Well, comic books specifically, I'll be honest with you, I never really got into reading or collecting um, comic books. Um, especially the serialized, you know, week to week, um, you have your, your full list type of thing. I, I never got into that. I came to, I came to um, superheroes and, and the culture very late in my, in, my, in my life. So I would say I was probably, I was in my uh, mid to late 20s before I even started really getting passionate about it. Um, so I tend to lean towards the actual uh, movies and the, t the TV shows and the, the first the first TV show that really got me into it was the 90s X-Men show. I'm not sure if you're familiar with oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was my gateway. Yeah. As well. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That one. Oh, man. That just totally took me by the heartstrings and I was hooked. Like from there, I just got super passionate about, uh, you know, comics or superheroes in general. And I love the, the thing about that particular show that hooked me was the fact that it was cartoon and it was superheroes. But the subject matter that they were dealing with was real. Like mm -hmm. the immediately the first thing that jumped out at me was the relationship between the, the love relationships that they that seemed to be prevalent front and center. And it wasn't like a weird thing or it wasn't like a side note thing. It was like front and center, the relationship between Gambit and Rogue. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, the love triangle between Wolverine and Jean Grey and, and, and um, Cyclops. And I was like, I was blown away that you could talk about <laughs> mature things like that in comics or superheroes. And yeah. <clears throat> from there we, it was just uh we actually uh just a about, about a week ago recorded an episode all about that subject the idea of superhero romance so uh that right was, uh it, by the time when we're recording this now it hasn't been released yet but it'll be out okay. in, a, in a few weeks so keep an eye out for that um we had a romance author to come on and talk oh about for it. real and we did spend a, a bit of time talking about the gambit and rogue stuff and yeah, the soap yeah. opera aspect of superheroes yes. yeah 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 Oh my gosh, I'm super excited to hear that. And I'm definitely can't wait to listen to it. Um, yeah, that's my jam as a as a as a writer. Um, that's what I've leaned into from day one. As I um my my whole brand or my whole thing is is about uh about hearts and powers mm -hmm. is my current project that I'm dealing with. Um, but for my entire career as a writer, all the stuff I've written is all romantic superhero or romantic modern fantasy. I'm a romantic at heart from the time I was born. So even as a recording artist, I used to be the one rapper amongst my peers who was always writing uh, hip hop love songs from day oh, okay. one. It was my DNA. It was like I was the one guy, man in the crew that was all about speaking to the ladies and speaking to the fears of the heart. So I just followed that right through into my writing for superhero fiction. And yeah, uh, um, my current project I'm dealing with is called Hearts and Powers. It's going to be it's going to be uh, available next month, late next month. 
I'm just putting the finishing touches on it right now. So we're and recording this in um, in May, but this episode will be dropping about a month later. So this will be coming oh, out perfect. at the end of June. So I think it'll perfect. probably, when exactly is it is it coming out? Do you have an exact There's, date? I don't have an exact date right now as an independent, um, as an independent creator. Um, I don't, you know, there's no machine behind me. So everything's approximate, things change on a dime, but mm -hmm. I've been working on this. It's been a labor of love for years and I'm really excited that I'm right at the finish line right now. It's definitely gonna be available next month, uh, June, 2022. I'm just not sure exactly the specific date, but I'm just putting the finishing touches on it now. But as you mentioned that, if listeners of this podcast want to get the exact date and get the information, they can listen to my podcast, Capes and Mics, which is available on every streaming platform, including where they're listening to this song, whether it be Spotify or Apple Music. And it basically, my podcast chronicle, chronicles my journey of being an independent creator, producing hip hop music and mm -hmm. putting that out as well as my superhero fiction. And on the podcast from week to week, you get updates and, and they'll be able to hear exactly when and where they can get the Hearts and Powers project, which is the, the current project that's about to be released. Very cool. Um, now you, you mentioned there that uh, you got into writing superhero fiction through mm -hmm. hip hop. So how did that transition transition happen? Was it just because of the the fact that uh, so many hip hop artists you listened to were superhero fans, or was there another reason that you made that caused you to make the, that jump? That that jump, yeah. I, that's a very good question, and I and, and I like it um, because on the surface it does seem like a jump. To be honest, mm -hmm. like using that terminology makes sense. And I'll actually to tell you the truth, it it, it actually was a more indirect route. So there, I wasn't even thinking about hip hop or my you know my involvement in recording music had nothing to do with me starting to write. It actually came from me becoming a father. Um, I got married at around age 26, mm -hmm. um, and I got I had a ready-made family. So my my uh, wife at the time had two two kids, two boys who were you know a grade school age. At the same time, I had also made the foolish decision that, well, if I'm getting married and I'm having a family, I'm too old to be chasing this hip hop dream. So mm -hmm. let's put that stuff aside. No more music, no more, you know, acting like a, a young thug, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what I didn't realize in that whole process, those two decisions that um, abandoning music left a huge void as a creative soul. I'm a creative person. I didn't really realize that until I got married and went through that process. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just, I had a passion for music, but when I got rid of it, it was like, I nearly died inside. I, I had no outlet creatively. Right. Um, so after about a year, I realized I need to do something else. So I said, let me try writing because all my life, teachers, parents, family, friends always said, yo, you're a good writer. So I was like, well, maybe let me try my hand at writing. Um, and, and if I'm going to try, it, it's a nice mature thing that I could do as a, as a grown up, <laughs> a nice grown up mm -hmm. thing to do um, with kids. Um, but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do something that I like. So I was like, well, what am I passionate about? What makes me excited? Well, superheroes get me excited. Mm. Action, you know what I mean? I'm a man. So uh, fast forward probably about five years into that journey, because I didn't just pick up a pen when I made the decision and started putting out books. I, I had to just learn, you know, as any other right. craft. Um, but about five years into it, when my, my stepsons at that time were a, a little bit older around uh, you know, the reading, the reading age, eight, eight to 12 years old, mm -hmm. they were not very interested in, re in reading at all. And of course, that's a very important thing that they need to be able to do. So that's the thing that actually pushed me into publishing and really getting book stories out there. I was like, well, I want to write, get my, my young boys interested in reading, get them excited about reading. And 
if I'm writing, maybe I can, maybe I can write some stuff that will get them interested. And that's mm -hmm. pretty much how it started. That was the genesis of me becoming an actual published author. I decided to, I came up with, as I said, my very first series, The Power Blast Kids, mm -hmm. which was centered around kids, superheroes in a world where only, only kids were superheroes. No, no adults, no grown people had hum, uh, superhuman abilities, only kids. And it was, it was a real fun comedic type of take on on the superhero genre centered around kids and the kids loved it mm -hmm. and rest, yeah yeah that was it awesome uh so how long have you been uh publishing now uh that was 2007 2008 so we're looking at roughly just over a dozen years actually no more than that yeah yeah closer we, to, we closer uh, to 15 years now. i also yeah. started around 2007 myself so we've been okay uh, we've been in the game for the same amount of time Cool. Did you, if I can ask, did you did you publish through like online platform or like dir direct like a direct like do you are you so, familiar with Lulu or yeah yeah when I yeah. when I started out that was uh that was pre Kindle because the Kindle came out in 2010 yeah. so okay. um, back then it was pretty much it was either Vanity Presses which you know they charge like a thousand dollars yeah 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 or it was Lulu which at that point it was like thirty bucks to publish so right so yeah I went through, yeah. I went, I published my first books through Lulu. Uh, okay. My first one was through Lulu. And then after that, um, Create Space came out after that. And then my, okay. after that, I started going through Create Space. And then, um, and then after that, I had discovered about the Kindle and all that. So then I started publishing yes. uh, through Kindle. And, and, and yeah, so now I've got about 30 novels out. But I, yeah. <laughs> my head just exploded. <laughs> Holy. Okay. 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 Yeah. I mean, just even from the moment you said create space and you started talking, I'm like, okay, I definitely need to pick your brain because <laughs> you're light years ahead of me, even though, you know, time-wise we're in the same zone, but mm. you, yeah, you're compared to me, uh, uh, you're prolific. Like you're, you're, you're a giant in this game. 30, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, everyone's journey is different. Like there have been people yeah. who started after me and who have been okay. far more successful and have published even far more than I have. So, right. uh, yeah, there, there's, there's, um, yeah, there's some, there's some, uh, monster prolific writers out there that even, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, but yeah, we can talk more about that, uh, later, but, um, now, so you, you said you had the, the kids hero series and now you've got yes. the, the more romantic series. Are these yes. uh, are these connected? Are they all in like the same world, or are they? Ah, uh, okay, okay. So the short answer to that is yes, mm -hmm. but they're not directly related. So it's okay. not like Power Blast Kids um, directly interact with my main characters in this grown up world of Hearts and Powers. The Hearts and Powers is really a hundred percent grown up um, soap superhero soap opera targeted. And 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 written from the perspective of grown ups, it's actually two female lead characters in their mm -hmm. in their uh, late twenties and early thirties. So it's a completely different thing. But they are related in the sense that they exist in the same universe. Um, they exist in the, the same uh, the same city that that my main character is existing, which is called Sega City. Sorry, Saga City mm -hmm. for Hearts and Powers. Um, the Power Blast Kids series is a series that's created by a other characters that are in that city okay yeah <laughs> okay very cool all right yeah. uh so now let's uh let's start talking about this movie now we, we're today we're talking about justice league war which yes. um came out in uh 2014 uh this was part of this uh it was an interesting time because this was well i think technically the start of it was the the flashpoint paradox movie where they had kind of set Thank up you. 
this new kind of like DC animated universe. Yeah. And yeah. Then after that, they had Batman, uh, Son of Batman, which was the adaptation mm-hmm. of uh, Grant Morrison's first arc on on the Batman comic books that brought in Damian mm-hmm. Wayne. Mm-hmm. And then they had released around the same time. I'm not sure exactly how the timeline works, what the order is, but then they also yeah. had um, Justice League War. And there have been a bunch of other movies in this series. Mm-hmm. There's been, um, after this came Throne of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. There were uh, a bunch of the Batman movies like Bad Blood, um, yeah. uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans, and yeah. The Death of Superman and Reign of the yeah. Supermen. And, mm-hmm. um, and now they pretty much closed the book on it with the recent... Uh, justice league dark movie apocalypse war so that that really kind of like concluded this universe and closed it all up but they had a lot it was like the same art style all throughout pretty much all the same voice actors i believe and it was very heavily influenced by the new 52 and right um, this one especially very much influenced by jeff johns and jim lee's uh first story arc on uh on justice league okay um, so that's kind of the background of this. So, uh, when was the first time you ended up watching this movie? I think I saw it probably about, um, I didn't see it when it first came out. It was like a few years after it had to be like really, around, I think so. I think it was like 2015, 2016. I stumbled upon okay. it somewhere and that was the first time really? I had watched it. Yeah. How about you? I, I definitely saw it when it actually came out, like the mm-hmm. year that it came out, I would have seen it like within probably no more than a month of it coming out, give or take. Um, cause I, I, I mean, I, I said it to you offline when our communications for me, when it comes to superhero content, I feel like the DC animated movies are the creme de la creme. They're like mm-hmm. the cream of the crop, even better than the, the live action stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm always just on it. So when it came out, I was on it and, um, yeah, like for me, it was, it, it's probably to this day, still my favorite one out of all of them. And I mm-hmm. love all, and I love all the DC animated stuff. Um, as you mentioned, this was around that time when that ca- when this came out, it was the beginning of this whole, I guess, bigger uh, universe that they're creating, yeah, yeah. series of movies. But even even going back, even I would say probably even almost ten years before that, when they did uh, Batman Superman Public Enemies, the first right, animated yeah. version of that, I was when that came out, I was ridiculously excited, and I and I shared it with my with my kids at the time, and for me that was just like a gateway. And I, and I just couldn't get enough of the DC mm-hmm. animated stuff. So like you said, when this came out, uh, Justice League War, I was right on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you familiar at all with the, um, the comic that it was based on? Uh, the Justice League War, no. Okay. Not, so not yeah, that one. yeah, this was um, a reboot that uh, part of the New 52 where they had kind okay. of rebooted the entire DC universe. And okay. this was like a reboot of the Justice League that Jeff Johns was the writer on, Jim Lee was the artist, and mm-hmm. they kind of established this these new looks for the characters. Um, okay. So, you know, Superman's got a new costume. Wonder Woman's yeah. got a new costume. Wonder Woman has that new costume, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Batman's got some slight tweaks to his classic costume. Um, yeah. Green Lantern, Flash, uh, Cyborg, Shazam, all of them have like a little bit of tweaks here and tweaks. there. Okay. Um, the major difference between these two is that Shazam was not part of the of the original Comic. storyline. Yeah, it was okay. uh, it was Aquaman instead. Oh, and, okay. Um, Jeff Johns did do a Shazam backup feature in those comics though. And then okay. so they kind of like, they took Aquaman out and they put yeah. Shazam in, which I think was kind of, I think they had done that just because this was still at a time when Aquaman was still kind of considered kind of a joke character by most mainstream yeah, audiences. Yeah. So I feel like that's the reason why they did that. Mm. Um, 
which you know for me it's disappointing because i think aquaman's total badass but um he is now for sure definitely now but even before (laughs) like back in the as far back as the early 90s like you had really uh, yeah peter david was doing an excellent run on aquaman that made him okay made him a huge badass um really uh justice league also too made him a real badass in that um so you have to and, go back and check those stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Peter David's Aquaman, uh, Grant Morrison's mm. JLA, amazing comics. Um, but also they had um, one thing that Jeff Johns did was he had mm. replaced Martian Manhunter, who was part of the original Justice League yeah, lineup, yeah, and they brought yeah. in Cyborg instead, who was that, originally more of a Teen Titans character. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that was the big change, and um, I read the comic book at the time it came out. So mm. um, and it's 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 not, not not a bad comic it's it's totally okay it's it's you know it's well written it's you know story the art's all, uh beautiful as anything okay. generally does um but it's i i'm a stickler for the martian manhunter though so the fact that they okay. took him out uh, is one of my biggest sticking points <laughs> about this really <laughs> yeah, okay yeah. see i'm just glad i'm i'm glad i'm happy i'm i'm enjoying this conversation already just for the fact that you're get, enlightening me to so much things i didn't know like i had no idea this one was from a comic book to begin with like like how public enemies i knew that was a pub uh comic book right when that came out and that's why i was excited about it because it actually was my first graphic novel that i bought oh, okay. when i decided to go in to get passionate about comics um and i shared it with my my son and i was like oh my gosh you know that graphic novel i showed you that we read guess what they're doing a movie on mm-hmm. so that was that's why i was excited about that but this one now flash forward you know how many years later i had no idea it was a comic book yeah um so you know you know like how they usually say the book is better than the movie when it comes mm-hmm. to books how do you how do you rate it compared to the to the comic book this overall um i rate the i rate the comic book uh slightly better and okay. uh, the main reason is um I feel like Shazam is really kind of tacked on in this. I don't feel like he really adds a lot. Whereas mm. Aquaman felt like a much more organic part of the team, a team? in okay. the original one. And especially one of my favorite scenes in that, in that series, uh, in the comic was um, Green Lantern is going off on Aquaman. He's, you know, he's kind of saying like, you know, Oh, well, you know, we can do all this stuff. You know, it's super, we got Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern. He's like, mm. what can you do? You're Aquaman. What can you do? You talk to fish. <laughs> and then Aquaman just turns away and he just gestures and sharks leap out of the water and, you know, get grab parademons out of midair. Yeah. And that wow. just kind of like completely shut uh, Green Lantern shut up. It, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so wow. like just for that scene alone, alone. <laughs> the, the comic book is, takes priority for me. <laughs> wow. That's that's really crazy. or um, But interesting for me to hear because I'm like, as you as you said, up until these these animated movies that came out this series i i was one of that those people too that I just figured that like aquaman is just such a mm-hmm. useless character like right. not to mention you know wimpy not not really like you know as you said badass so mm-hmm. that's an interesting take i didn't realize that they did that in the comics before they did these movies like although he's not in justice league war as you said the follow-up solo movie that they did for him that came out very shortly after that right, was my first yeah that was my first introduction into aquaman the badass mm-hmm. and it, and you're right he was he was ridiculously like he was a fucking badass in that yeah. movie and that movie turned me into a fan I was, I was like okay so you can do good aquaman and he does he is useful yeah 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 a lot of that is down to um 
uh, I think it was the Super Friends cartoon because there was really yeah. kind of and, and then yeah. after that you had uh and then especially in like the 90s like every mm-hmm. single stand up comedian had like a had like a 5 minute set on why Aquaman was Aquaman so lame. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so it became like this real cultural me- in fact um you know if you ever look up McSweeney's Aquaman they've got a there's a the great article they did it was like called Aquaman King of the Seven Seas has had it with your shit. <laughs> it was, it's just a, it's it's a brilliant piece. Definitely look at it. I got I got to look that up. Yeah. McSweeney's um, Aquaman yeah, it was, it was okay. brilliant. Um, so, so for that, and and DC at the time, the animation mm. division, uh, mm. all of the movies, pretty much all the movies they were putting out at the time, were mm. all kind of adaptations of of comic book stories. Comics, okay. Yeah. So, because you had had the, at this point, the the DCAU stuff that started with Batman the Animated Series and it right. uh, ended with uh, Justice League Unlimited, that yeah. was all over by this point. So okay. now they were just kind of putting out these direct-to-video animated features and Mm -hmm. at first it was just like adaptations of well-known storylines so you had lines yeah like you said the superman batman ones which were based on the the jeff Loeb, the first run he did with uh, ed mcginnis and then after that the the one he did with michael turner Mm -hmm. and then you know classic stories too like the dark knight returns or Mm -hmm. um and what they had done in a lot of these is they had tried to uh match the animation and like try to use the animation right. style to kind of match From the actual like, comics right, style right that they had in the comic yeah i remember that yeah like how they did justice league new frontier when they right, did exactly that, that was another they one. matched yeah. exactly with the comic version right with, with darwin illustration style. Yeah, yeah yeah and and it worked really well in some instances like it worked really well with um the the bat the superman batman ones like they did a really good job of yeah. matching mcginnis's style and matching michael turner's style yeah dark knight returns uh new frontier i think those were like the ones that did it the best like there was mm-hmm. perfect match yeah. to the animate to the to the original art um yeah. it it doesn't quite work so much so well with um justice league war and i think and part of the problem is that jim lee has such a has such heavy use of rendering in his artwork like lots of Mm. line work lots of detail work you can't really do that in animation because the animators will will kill themselves (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 that's Um, yeah so so that was that was one of my my sticking points this is that uh even and even though i understand they can't make it look exactly like jim lee's style i did think some of the design choices were a little bit weak like i think superman is he looks too his his face looks too big his neck looks too big i thought i thought that was that was um i thought he was looking a little bit too bulky for for that and i don't really like that new 52 redesign uh for for superman um what were some of your thoughts on the the style the animation and the character designs well um again for me because i had no idea this was a comic book Mm-hmm. I came into it a hundred percent like thinking this was just all original content and there was no reference material. Right. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, like the artwork for me, I, I just found it all great. Like mm-hmm. I love the animation style. I loved the artwork. I loved the, all the costumes. Um, like there was nothing about the, the visuals that, that left me wanting something more mm-hmm. left me disappointed or upset. Like to me, it was really good. I tend to like, when it comes to artwork, I tend to like stuff that looks more modern, like when the, mm-hmm. the, the new frontier and the, or the, the stylistic, st- the super highly stylistic types of artwork, 
I right. tend to that tends to lose me. But mm-hmm. when it's that stays in that real modern vein, like how it is in Justice League War, or even the like you said the 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 other ones, the, the uh, Ed McGuinness style ones, right, the, right, yeah. Those ones, those ones get get me right in my heartstrings, right? The one thing I didn't like was um, in terms of costume. Um, I'm not 100% sure I love the, 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 that version of Wonder Woman's costume, the past yeah. version. Um, it's not bad. Like, I don't necessarily 100% dislike it, but I'm not really in love with it either. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also had a problem with, uh, I thought that, the lack of a of a black outline around the the S shield on Superman's costume, I felt like it it made it look muddled. It made it look a little blurry. Uh, whereas, opposed, if you had a black outline, I think it would have popped a little bit more. So that's are you sure I'll, you're not you sure you're not um, also an uh, illustrator? Because well, I am actually. Ah, so. oh, there you go. <laughs> that attention to detail, because I'm like, yo, the average Joe is not even like no, I didn't absolutely, even that yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's serious yeah and those those little details make a difference like they do yeah both both both, uh consciously in some cases but also subconsciously or unconsciously Mm -hmm. to the to the viewer you know they don't they they don't even know or realize that they're just something different you know what i mean yeah yeah Yeah. i mean and most of the looks i think i'm fine with uh i i I love batman i love uh i think green lantern looks pretty cool uh the flash too although i think kind of little bit too much line work on the flash but otherwise mm-hmm. and shazam too i think all of their costume cyborg as well all of yeah. them work really well i think all of them are nice updates okay. mm, it was mostly superman and wonder woman for me and it's not because i'm married to classic looks of those characters i think yeah what they're doing i think i i thought even though i've got lots of problems with the snyder movies i thought the superman costume looked great in those um yeah. same thing with wonder woman uh, i think what they've done to the Superman costume on uh, Superman and Lois, the TV show. I think that looks really good too. So I'm right. not opposed to that, but I think like there are just little tiny details. Like I think the neckline's yeah. too high on it. And just like the overall mm. shape of the character is a little too bulky for me mm. for a lot of that. So that was, those for, are for, just- For Superman specifically. For Superman specifically, yeah. Okay. For Wonder Woman, it's more the, the, I don't really like the black look in there. I prefer the the blue and the gold. Right. Um. But what were some of the things that you really liked about this movie? Because you said this was your favorite of the DC movies so far. Um, oh my gosh. The reason, okay, right out the gate, the reason why it's one of my favorite is two things. One, I love how this movie is basically the origin of them coming together. Like they don't mm. know each other right off the bat from the very beginning of the movie. They're like all meeting each other for the first time with the exception, I think, of Green Lantern and Flash seems to have had already right known each other or encountered each other but like green lantern is coming up to batman and and acting like he's like the like he's the big man on campus and like mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna tell batman what to do or, or batman take a back seat to him and i'm like it's just so like i've never seen that dynamic between any of the justice league and any in uh you know any interpretation or any mm-hmm. any uh, medium that I've that I've read, watched, or whatever in all my life until this, mm-hmm. and it was just very interesting and really fresh for me to see that. Um, and the, uh, another p- part that I liked was when when uh, Flash shows up for the first time and sees Batman, and he's totally fanboying over Batman, mm-hmm. and, Green, and Green Lantern is like so so mad. <laughs> like all those type of dynamics were things that were all brand new to me, and I just loved that. 
one of the things I loved about that scene too is, um, you know, Green Lantern, you know, obviously him and Flash have worked together. He, he knows his true identity. He calls him Barry. Yeah. Um, but he seems to be, you know, he, he, he seems to have this attitude of, he's like, oh, it's Flash. He's my buddy. He's going to have my back. And then right. he's fanboying all over Batman. And then, yeah. <laughs> and Green Lantern's like kind of expecting, you know, Batman to treat him like shit. And then, yeah. and then yeah. Batman turns around. He's like, he's like, I, yeah. I've seen, I like your work. You do good yeah, work. Yeah, 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 City. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so much i think when you say it when you bring that that uh when you bring that into it um that example I, it makes me think that to be honest it's just the whole overall mm -hmm. uh dynamics relationship dynamics between them all that makes mm -hmm. me like this movie so much because it's just so much unexpected uh dynamics between them all because they don't know each other and they're just yeah. meeting each other in a lot of cases so you're just there's all these different nuances and th ways that they react and things they say that I would have never heard in any other mm -hmm. version of the Justice League that are sometimes funny, sometimes just just totally interesting. Like the dynamic again of of, of Green Lantern really thinking he's the shit mm -hmm. and having to be slowly brought down a peg to realize, okay, wait, yeah, like Batman is the man that is the man. Like you mm -hmm. know what I mean? You got to bow down. Um, seeing 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 um, both of them, Flash and Green Lantern, and even Twist and Superman, all, mm -hmm. all fawning over Wonder Woman and all falling all over themselves over Wonder Woman. Even that alone is just like, it makes sense. Why hasn't it have been done before? Like, mm -hmm. she's the only one in, in the whole group. She's the only woman and she's a badass and she's hot as hot as hell. <laughs> so it's only natural that so, it's one of them, if not all of them, are going to at some point crush on her you know what i mean mm -hmm. so even seeing that was cool seeing that, that that dynamic um seeing superman be a badass for the first time i've ever seen him be a badass um in any in any of the incarnations of justice league mm -hmm. that to me i love that was refreshing because that's one of the reasons why he's not my favorite character and batman is because mm -hmm. he's just such a boy scout mm -hmm. so it's really nice to see him be like yo like really like i'm damn near a god like i can like why are you guys even talking to me? Like, yeah, yeah. See, for me, I don't, my, uh, me being a Superman fan, I prefer, right. I'm much more of the Boy Scout side. Boy Scout. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, definitely. okay. I like the idea of Superman being this guy who, he's just a he's just a nice guy who does the right thing just because he can do the right thing. I have always liked right. that about that, about him. Mm. Um, uh, that's always been one of my favorite, that, that's one of my favorite things about about wow. him. So yeah, okay. I, that, that the, the New 52 and, the, and also like the the man of steel and all that so mm. those types of approaches they they're very cold to me because they're they take away from what that, i think that's that heart so the heart of him yeah, yeah you're not exactly you're not the first person to say that like when when uh was it Zack snyder's Superman? yeah no, so yeah when when that that version of him came out um i think a lot of people i heard that a lot of people were saying that like it's missing that heart that's yeah that yeah. superman is about like you said the boy scout the the guy that 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 will like swoop in and save the day but also be like totally the gentle giant almost for mm. lack of a better word you know what i mean yeah if you've seen if you haven't seen superman and lois uh on the cw mm. or also the first seasons on hbo max they they have what i think is the perfect modern interpretation of superman really? we still got that 
you know, that kind of like Midwestern charm, this, you know, this, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. this Boy Scout aspect to him. Uh, yeah. But also he's just like, you know, kind of a dorky dad. It's like this kind of aspect. Uh, he's, he's, it's a really, it's a really cool interpretation of him. Yeah. I have to see that. You definitely got to check it out. It's really good. It's a, it's a CW one though. It's a CW show. Um, uh, but it, the first season's on HBO max. So in that version is, uh, his parents alive is John and Martha Kent still alive uh, or no, no. Um, Jonathan has been dead in that one for a while. Okay. And, and Martha actually dies in the premiere and that kind of brings what? them back to Smallville. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but it, but one, but instead of, you know, but him and Lois are parents in that. So they've right. got, yeah, they've got yeah, two yeah. teenage boys. And so it's a Wait. really, it's a really cool dynamic to see them as parents. Mm. And it's got one of the best, it's talking about, you know, superhero romance stuff. It's got yeah. one of the, the best, most mature takes on uh, a superhero romance that I've seen in, in any medium, comics, movies. What? Yes, okay, yo, absolutely. You gotta, you gotta check it out. Yo, that's high praise, yo. Like, okay, I definitely have yeah. to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so crazy. It, it's really good. So um, uh, talking to, going back to Green Lantern, uh, one mm. of the things I thought was interesting about it is mm. like, so there have been multiple Green Lanterns uh, in the comics. So you have mm-hmm. Hal Jordan, yeah. is like the most famous, but you've also had, you know, John Stewart, obviously, mm-hmm. who was in yeah. the, the Justice League cartoons, mm-hmm. um, Guy Gardner, uh, mm-hmm. Kyle Rayner, um, Alan Scott was the was the first one way back in the mm-hmm. Golden Age. But one of the interesting mm-hmm. things is that it feels like I've never been a Hal Jordan fan, and I'm not that familiar with him, but it almost okay. feels like they kind of gave guy gardner's personality to hal jordan in this because really? guy gardner was much more of like the asshole green lantern like the guy who right. was like very confrontational right and like one of the most memorable scenes in uh in like classic justice league comics is mm-hmm. he's arguing with batman and he's like challenging batman to a fight for leadership over the justice league and he takes off wow. his ring and he's like oh i'm gonna kick what and then batman decks him with one punch <laughs> wow I didn't realize that um, that dynamic of having Green Lantern really kind of challenge Batman mm-hmm. is something that has been explored before in the comics, even though it's not this version, it's not how right, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize that's something that's like, a, a yeah, that's been explored. That's There was that's also, cool. yeah, there was also some additional animosity because um, Hal Jordan and the comp, with Hal Jordan and Batman specifically, in the comics mm-hmm. in the 90s, Hal Jordan mm-hmm. went dark side, went evil. And he right. became a supervillain. And then after that, he eventually sacrificed his life and then eventually ended up being resurrected and redeemed. And there was still that kind of animosity between him and Batman because Batman's like, like, doesn't matter. You know, I don't think you've changed. You're still, I think right. you're still a villain type of thing. So there's, Ref- there's some animosity there that I think Jeff Johns was definitely leaning on when he was yeah. uh, writing the story. I don't, I have a vague recollection. I don't think it was the 90s. I think it was like in the 2000s um, of this comic book arc where Green Lantern was bad. And I, and, and he became like, as you said. Parallax. Yeah, I, that was, uh, that was the. Parallax. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. That was in the, yes, that was in that's the 90s. What I was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. And he, and he definitely, yeah. I never read it. I just have, you know, like throughout my whole, mm-hmm. as, as I said, I never really was into the comics, but Throughout the '90s and the early 2000s, I was stuff kind of seeps in through seeps osmosis. In, yeah, 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 exactly through pop culture. I even just being on the bus and hearing other people come on the bus mm. and talking about. I would anytime I heard anything talk about comics or superheroes, my ears keying yeah. in and I'm listening. <laughs> like I like I found out about the whole um, onslaught um, series and the whole onslaught 
uh, thing in Marvel mm-hmm. just by hearing some other random people talk about it on the bus. And oh, from wow. that, I just kind of, yeah. And, and I just became a fan of that. And I ended up getting that later on in the, um, when I, when I started collecting. So, so not to take, go too far off on a tangent, but <laughs> when I started collecting um, in the late two, like around closer to around 2010, um, for me, part of the reason why I never did real comics is because I didn't have the patience to go week to week and, and, and right, follow a right. story ongoing. So to me, what I said, let me jump in with uh, trade paperbacks and or mm-hmm. graphic novels. That, that's what I like to do. So when I decided I'm going to try and put my money where my mouth is and actually start collecting, that's what I was doing. I was doing strictly trade paperbacks. And the Onslaught thing was one of the first things that I got as well as Marvel versus DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm a, I'm all trades myself these days. It's just, it, mm. it's, it, it's such a, I, I find I me mean, personally, I find it's a better experience just to have the whole story in one volume. Right. Whereas yeah. I had, when um I, when I'd gone digital a few years ago, I'd gotten back into, you know, month to month comics for a little bit, but yeah, I found myself just cause I was reading so many different things and I found yeah. myself forgetting what had happened in the previous issue yeah 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 and so eventually i just figured i just decided to just switch completely to trades and it's um Mm. for me at least it's a much more enjoyable reading experience right yeah i i would personally for me too i agree that's why i that's where i i i jumped in and that's what i the only type of comments that i that i get like even when i go to like uh comic cons or slash fan expo here in toronto um you know, that's all I buy is strictly yeah, graphic novels and, and trades. Yeah. And even the independent independent stuff. But yeah, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but no, yeah, that's, like, it happens <laughs> all the time. I yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, I, yeah. I liked, I thought even though um, like Hal Jordan's not my favorite Green Lantern. And even mm-hmm. though I think it, it's a little, it was an interesting choice to give him more of the Guy Gardner personality. Gardner I really kind of, yeah. I really kind of liked him in this movie. I liked that he was kind of like the, the more confrontational type. Um, and especially when you contrast it with the flash, who I thought, I I thought the flash did a great job and, Mm -hmm. and this take on Batman too. It's also, Mm -hmm. it's a really cool take. I I think Jason O'Mara does a really good job where he's, he's not like the, the, that's the voice actor. Yeah. Voice actor. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's not, um, you know, he's not the, the grim dark Batman, but he's got like, he's more like the more like the classic 70s batman where he's got mm. some sense of humor he's got a bit of this sardonic yeah way, yeah like yeah 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 i i'm glad you put, i i like that you made that observation because that that that's something that i realized but i didn't realize it consciously mm-hmm. like until you pointed it out right now but i'm like yeah the, the entire time i was watching it because i i went back to rewatch it once once you booked me for the show so we watched it like a couple of weeks ago and as i was watching it i'm like I'm loving this Batman. Mm-hmm. There's something different about him, but I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I'm loving it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's still Batman. He's still, he's still dark. He's still the, the badass, but he has a little bit more of a humanity to him, like you're saying, yeah. and a little bit of more. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that. Yeah. What it's almost you... like. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was no, saying, go it's ahead. almost it's almost like they did. They did like a like a a fifty percent Freaky Friday with Superman and Batman, where they gave Superman a little bit of Batman, fifty, mm-hmm. and then they gave Batman a little bit of Superman. You know what I, I mean? In yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that is probably trying to balance the characters out a little bit more. And yeah, Jeff John, and I think also too, it was just like the pressures of 
like you said, the interpret the belief that Superman's just a Boy Scout, so we have to right. dirty him up a little bit to make him a little bit more edgy and a little bit more modern. I think yeah. that was probably like the guiding principle they were relying on for those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, um, now that you- oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, uh, what did you think of the uh, the voice cast? Um, voices, I pretty much liked them all. I was can't think of any off the top of the head that I didn't like because there's sometimes when there there's, there are definitely sometimes when I watch these animated movies where I'm like that voice is not doing it for me like that mm-hmm. that voice for that character is just not right um I can't think of any that jumped out to me on this particular uh uh DC animated movie but I will say that I was pleasantly surprised and shocked to find out when I read the credits after that um Michelle Monaghan was was Wonder Woman yeah I was shocked because I was like listening to the the whole movie or watching. I'm like, that voice came out of Michelle Monaghan. Like, no freaking way. Like, are you serious? <laughs> like, she had the typical solid Wonder Woman presence, commanding, you know, uh, presence and the way she talked. Oh, speaking of that, I do like um, speaking of things that that were different that I liked. Again, with Wonder Woman, how they they gave her that really innocent like. Mm-hmm child uh childlike view of the world where she's even getting excited over ice cream when a little girl mm. shows her what ice cream is for the first time like that whole dynamic they gave to, um to wonder woman i found that to be charming and really great again balancing out her kick-ass take names and 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 uh sorry shoot first ask questions later attitude mm-hmm you know, that warrior princess to balance it out with bringing her down to earth as a, as a, as a, as a kind of uh, child of wonder. I like that. Definitely mm-hmm. like that. Um, it she was might, new and refreshing. M- Michelle Monaghan was actually one of the weakest casts for me. And I think it's really, it's, yeah. And I think it, it's not necessarily anything that she does wrong. I okay. think it's just being spoiled by, by other performances. So. Right. Like, yeah. I, I totally get, like, I do like that that scene i do like they brought this innocence to her yes um the thing is though in my head and and again this is spoiled from what from watching gal gadot like seeing gal gadot do that innocence thing so much better in the first wonder woman movie um, right. it it really kind of it, i just kept thinking like man gal gadot did such a better job doing this you think so i really? think so yeah i thought the, the, the early yeah the early scenes when she was in in the wonder woman movie when she arrives in london and yeah. kind of like innocence and i thought yeah. she did i thought gal gadot did an amazing job of selling that okay so speaking of voices mm-hmm. as, as being the topic of, of of discussion that's one of the examples even though that's live action where i was the opposite oh like, okay the whole gal gadot uh giving her that accent mm-hmm. it totally to me it just took me out of wonder woman completely i was like who is this like <laughs> this is not the i've never heard Wonder Woman, it's never been spoken of Wonder Woman being like, you know, having any kind of accent or being, mm-hmm. yeah, she's from, you know, whatever, Themyscira, but she's always had a very American, commanding, assertive, you know, type of tone. And so mm-hmm. when they did that with her in, in the live action Gal Gadot version of her, it, it totally threw me. I was like, no, I'm not by, I'm not feeling this version of, 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 of the voice for sure. Yeah. That's fair. But, um, yeah. I have, you know, it's interesting because I, yeah, I get where you're coming from. I had always also, you know, kind of associated her with um, more kind of American accent. Yeah. And also to use a, the, the opposite example, I'd always associated Black Widow in the comic books with, 
you know, a Russian ah, accent. with that Russian accent. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. But then when you see them in live action and it's the opposite of what you would expect, yeah. it actually did work for me very well. Like I thought Gal Gadot, I thought Wonder Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman having the accent really mm. fit her because she was coming from Themyscira. Yeah. It helped kind mm. of enhance that almost exotic feel. Right. Uh, so right. I thought it really yeah. it really worked for me. And Whereas Black Widow, it worked in the opposite way because I my way of thinking was, well, she's a spy. Of course, she'd be able to blend in and have an American uh, accent. Right. So right, even though I, right. it was the opposite of what my expectation was, <laughs> it, were, it worked yeah. for me in both instances. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, and I, I mentioned I mentioned uh, Jason Omar. I thought he did a great job uh, mm. as Batman, and he he's done him through like pretty much most of these uh, movies. I also really liked uh, Christopher Gorham, who did did the Flash. I thought he did a he did a really good job of nailing that character and that accent, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. his the way he played it, I thought really worked. Um, again, all of them, um, I definitely don't have no disagreements. They all worked for me. To be honest, I'll I'll be honest with you. I haven't really followed, you know, the cast of these animated movies. Mm. So. I'm not really familiar with the different voices. I think there's one or two that I'm familiar with um, in terms of the actual actors. Um, the guy that does, he does Batman a lot. I can't remember his name. In you mean in this these. one or in-, in Not the, in this one, oh, not in Kevin this Conrad, one. Kevin you're probably talking yes, about? Yes, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. His name I know for sure as, as, a, as a voice um, actor for a lot of these animated movies, but a lot of, but most of the other ones, like I'm not really, you know, following and knowing who's doing the voices so much. Mm-hmm. um yeah but i yeah i definitely there was um, one that i, th- I thought also sean astin oh, sh- who did should did shazam and he was also you know from the lord of the rings oh, he, movies yes he I'm did a really good it. job yeah yeah i love shazam um shamar moore is another one i was shocked to find out that he was um what's his name uh, cyborg cyborg yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah he Again, was good too not someone um, that you, you would associate to be involved in in any kind of comic book properties and mm-hmm. you know so yeah alan tudyk <laughs> so, did superman i thought that was an in, that was an interesting choice and i thought he did a good job but i feel like his voice I, I think it would work more for a more classic take on superman i don't think it quite worked as well for this kind of edgier take on superman crazy sorry i'm 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 doing my research while oh. i'm talking to you <laughs> <laughs> So I'm looking at the pictures of all the different actors and I'm like, I know Alan Tiddick, like from like his face. I know him. I just don't know his name. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, from Firefly right? is probably. The yeah. Most yeah. And I'm shocked that he's the one that did Superman. Like, yeah. Are you serious? I guess that's why they call it acting and that's why they get paid <laughs> the big bucks. And you and I are just writers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Green Lantern, Justin Kirk did the voice for him. I thought he did a good job, although. Mm-hmm. My only complaint there is, did you see uh, Justice League Doom? Yes. I don't remember much of it off the top of my head, but I did see it. Yeah. Yeah. So in that one, um, another Firefly alum, that was, um, God, the main guy in Firefly. Uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. I never watched Firefly. Oh, you never watched Firefly? I know. know. Shocking. Yes. I haven't watched it. I mean. Nathan Fillion. I I watched it, but I don't remember anything from it. I wasn't like a huge fan like I wasn't I didn't dislike it but mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't my thing yeah okay so he was the main he was the main guy on Firefly Nathan Fillion and he did yes. the voice of of Hal Jordan in uh Justice League Doom okay and I thought he he's all he I thought he did such an amazing job of doing Hal Jordan um yeah. and it's nothing against Justin Kirk I think Justin Kirk did a really good job but I 
I and I think Justin Kirk would probably fit more with this more dickish version of Hal Jordan, but I did right. still find myself missing Nathan Fillion's Nathan Fillion's voice. Yeah. Ah, okay. <clears throat> there was a little bit of that with Kevin Conroy too and Jason O'Mara. Like there are some yeah. times when Jason O'Mara, it kind of feels like okay, it feels like you're trying to do Kevin Conroy, but you're not Kevin Conroy. Not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he has like the I don't know I don't know for any anybody else out there including yourself but for me Kevin Conroy has the voice oh yeah man yeah, like he absolutely. is the voice like yeah signature like this like how Tony Stark uh sorry Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark in live yes. action like persona like yeah Kevin Conroy is Batman for sure absolutely yeah definitely agree with that perfect um. All right. Anything else we want? Anything else you wanted to mention about this movie? Anything else that kind of stood out to you? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like again, like I said, like to me, just like again, all the way around. Like another reason why I liked it in terms of, so you know, like you and I are fanboys. You and I mm-hmm. are hardcore, like into superheroes, nerd stuff, whatever. But like for someone who is not necessarily the more casual observer, let's say you know people like someone's wife or, or or their girlfriend or not to be sexist or like <laughs> their partner of whatever gender um or just you know someone who's a casual observer who's just a fan of let's say the marvel movies the marvel mcu mm-hmm. but it's not really hardcore into it. if you were to you know tell them one of the animated movies to start with for the dc i feel mm-hmm. like this one is the perfect one to start okay. reason being because as a storyline and a plot, it's not too deep in drama. It's like really a very simple, basic plot that's really centered around a lot of action right from the very beginning, from mm-hmm. the opening scene. It starts with Green Lantern encountering the para, para, what do you call parademons. It? Parademon, um, and, and Batman. And it just it's just from one action scene to the next, pretty much. Yeah, there's a little bit of drama in between, mm-hmm. but as far as overall screen time of of action to drama, it's just like all a lot of action compared mm-hmm. to a lot of the other movies. So I feel like because of that that level, that huge amount of action, um, the simplicity of the plot, but mixed with so much um, unique, fun, fun dynamics between the, mm-hmm. the different characters. I feel like it's the perfect DC animated movie to bring a casual observer that into the universe if they wanted to, to watch. So that, even, well, that's that, a good question. Um, what, did, what did your kids think of, of this movie? How do they rate this compared to some oh, of the other ones? Okay. So two things. Number one, my kids are grown now. Like when okay. this came out, they, they would have been, yeah, they're, they're, they're much older now. Um, ironically also ironically i also don't live with them anymore so they um they live with their with their mom we're no longer together whatever oh, but, okay but so i don't even know if they've seen this one i haven't sat down and watched this one with them mm-hmm. um but i can know just by knowing them and knowing how much they enjoyed the other ones that we've mm-hmm. watched together public enemies being the very first one i'm a thousand percent sure that they would love this one because again the same things i just mentioned that like mm-hmm the action is ramped up like to me compared to public enemies compared to um apocalypse compared to new frontier compared to all of them even mm-hmm. the bat especially the batman ones who are with which are a little bit a lot more dramatic mm-hmm. um this one is just like it's just action beat after action beat and each action beat gets magnified and, and multiplied and just gets even bigger and bigger mm-hmm. um 
the villain. We have been talk about Dark Side. Oh yeah, Dark Side. Uh, yeah. Uh, what'd you think of him in this um, in this version? I think I'm spoiled because I thought the the Superman the animated series and the Justice mm. League cartoons, mm. I think they did like the perfect version of Dark Side. Dark Side. Mm. And I thought that it's just like income. I mean, this one he's fine, but I just don't feel that he has that same kind of presence that he had in those other adaptations. I can see where you're saying in terms of being that big big bad of the right. of the movie that really yeah i understand what you're saying i could see that like overall if i'm being honest really brutally honest it did seem that the, them defeating him and getting him back to the you know to his realm mm -hmm. seemed a little bit too easy for the level of a villain that he is touted as being yeah. in the in the dc universe um but that's also again because I'm I know I'm so familiar with the source material that you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, but <clears throat> I would say that for me it was eye opening in watching it compared to uh, let's say what's his name Marvel Universe. Oh Thanos. Um, Thanos. Yes. Even in rewatching this uh, Justice League War, which I watched when it came out originally, mm. but I completely forgot about it when I rewatched it last week. I'm like, man. Darkseid is a fucking badass. Like he mm. makes Thanos look like a freaking boy scout. Like he was, I don't know what your take is on it. I, 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 had, I had actually had the opposite <laughs> take on that. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, because like, wow. and I think part of the problem is the lack of buildup. Cause I think if you, ah, uh, yeah. Cause you know, Thanos, we had such a slow right. build to him so that when he mm. appears fully in Infinity War, yeah. And just right from the start, because like, mm -hmm. you know, I think that that opening scene in Infinity War is just mm -hmm. um, it's like a perfect way to because we've been building up to this guy and now we get to see him in action. And right. First thing he does is he oh, beats the ever loving the Hulk. shit out of yeah. the, Hulk yeah, without yeah, the yeah. stones or anything. And, I, right, and especially yeah. after you've had all these movies of the Hulk being like the big bad that everyone bad, should be yeah, afraid yeah. of. Where yeah. even Thor has trouble facing off against him. And then all of a sudden you've got Thanos who beats him down in like five minutes flat. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then it just, and then it escalates from there. That's from where there. he starts and it escalates from there. <laughs> and I feel like Darkseid, both in in this movie and also in the uh, in the in the live action movies, I think it's yes. it's done a disservice where we don't really get that kind that same kind of buildup. Hold and on, sorry. Do, Sorry, did you just say the live action version of of of, of Dark Side? Yeah, yeah. He's, what do you in, mean? Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. The Wait, Snyder, he's Snyder in cut. the Snyder cut? He's in the Snyder cut, yeah. Shut Not up. much, but he's in there, yeah. I haven't watched the Snyder cut. Uh, so that's why I'm like, what the flip? Well, you you like this you like the Man of Steel, so maybe you'll like it. I mean, for me it was oh. it, it was four hours of my life I'll never get back. Never get back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, did you like the 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 non Snyder cut of Justice League? Um, I'm mixed on it. I liked it better than the Snyder cut, and I really liked and the reason for one key reason because mm. Henry Cavill actually got to play Superman as like I as like closer to what I think of as Superman. Like he had right. the charm, he had the kind of yeah. like, he, had, he was much more laid back. He wasn't mm. as angsty, you know. Right, smiled actually. <laughs> you know, bad yeah. CGI lip aside, I thought he did. Yeah. A, I thought the character interaction, I much more enjoyed the character interactions in the in the weeding cut of it. But 
I didn't like, I didn't really like either one that much. Right, right. <laughs> but, but, um, but just for the treatment of Superman alone, the Whedon yeah. cut, and also it's it's not four hours. So just right, for those two right. reasons alone, um, the Whedon cut, I, I, I put that on a higher pedestal than the, than the Snyder cut. That gives that, 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 that actually tracks for me. Like, so I'm in your camp where I do definitely, I mean, I didn't like the, the Whedon version. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the only version I've watched. Um, but from what I hear of people who are, I guess, Snyder fanboys, mm -hmm. they say the Snyder cut is um, like a million times better. Well, I but mean, hearing... Zack Snyder could direct, you know, <laughs> a two, a ten, a ten second clip, and they say it's it's like that's the true, second coming true. of Christ. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's fan and then there's cults. So right. <laughs> For real. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess. Taking it back to this, I think like mm. he, he Dark Side's fine in this, but I'm just mm. it, and I think if I hadn't had the other version in in Superman the Animated Series and Justice mm. League Unlimited, where he's mm. played to perfection, like he's got this right this icy cold, um, you know, this almost like this calm. What's the best way to describe it? It's like this calm, um, sinister aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, 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 this one, this one just doesn't quite have that same gravitas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. That's what that's why I was saying when you said like, you know, like what I was kind of what I was alluding to when I said that like it's it's it seemed a little bit too easy that they were able to, to beat him to beat him. Mm -hmm. Although it took a, a little took all of them to do it, it did seem a little bit too 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 easy. Like yeah, that's that sinister as you said that sinister quality. Um, it didn't quite get to the level that it should have been, you know, right. <clears throat> that, that, that cold blooded. Yeah. Mm. Um, I had a, a, something popped in my, as you were talking, something popped in my head, but it, it kind of I lost <laughs> my train of thought now that I wanted to ask you about it. That's okay. Um, maybe it'll come. Um, so my, my final things on this is, um, so you're talking about other people who are interested in this because, you know, my wife likes watching the superhero movies, but you know, she has no familiarity with the comics. So it's called, yeah. Um, so she was kind of, she was kind of tuning in and out when I was watching this. Like she, okay. she was like watching a little bit and then she was like kind of going away. So I don't think mm. it really kind of grabbed her in the same Pretend. way like the, yeah. the MCU stuff does. Right, um, right. Um, so I think, uh, although she did, you know, there are a few times when she kind of pops in, she's like, oh, is that Shazam? Because she loves Shazam. She loved that. Oh, movie. yes. I forgot about, I forgot to say that. Um, that's, that's, yeah, go on. Uh, but other than that, like for me, I think it, like, because this movie had, really divide it had like a 50 percent on rotten tomatoes so there's really a lot of, yeah yeah there's like a lot of uh negative opinions about this in oh, the fan community. Wow. Um, okay i don't i think i'm i'm somewhere between uh where you're at and where like the the most the hardcore of the fan is. Yeah, yeah i'm like yeah. somewhere in the middle there like i don't think it's terrible i think it's fine i think it's yeah you know, it, it's a decent enough movie um but I think I'm also spoiled by a lot of other versions of Justice League. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of where I fall, especially, you know, even with some of the other animated movies. Like, I think Justice League Doom um, <clears throat> and uh, Crisis on Two Earths are probably my favorite of, the, favorite of, too. of, the, of the animated Justice League movies. Really? That yeah. Okay. Honestly, this, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear you share this, this all this insight because I'm like, I never really stopped to even think about what the fan community thinks about this, <laughs> this particular one. 
and which I'm is just not always, which is not actually yeah. a bad stance. You know, you know, you know, you know, I'm part of the fan community. God love them. But sometimes they, yeah. they take things a little bit too seriously. Too seriously. So yeah. 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 I mean, it's still fun, though, to hear hear like like from a human perspective. It, for mm-hmm. me, it's, it's enlightening and it's fun to hear that. Oh, wait your opinion is not the beginning and end all of uh, right (laughs) you know what i mean and it never it never occurred to me that like my opinion on this particular movie might be different than the consensus so it's just real cool to hear that and i'm just like oh okay so i'm gonna go back now i'm gonna check all the other ones and see what people have to say about it but like it seems to me that basically from what you're saying that like this this one um it's like you know like how People say that like Zack Snyder's Justice League, everyone thinks it's trash. Mm-hmm. But there's these outliers out there that actually there's someone out there in the world that thinks it's the most the best things in Slice. Oh yeah, play. yeah. It, well, it, you know, I, mean, I kind of feel exa- like that's what, that's me with this Justice League war now. <laughs> I mean, here's a perfect example of this. I mean, um, mm-hmm. uh, we had covered Steel on this show, and okay, and it was. I thought it was utter dog shit, right? The, right. Yeah. The, yeah. But you know, we had a. Uh, um, we had another um, another podcast of uh, he we, we talked about Spider Man three and he had covered mm-hmm. Steel on his own podcast and he yeah. actually kind of likes Steel and it was that was a perfect example of like, <laughs> example yeah you know someone who can have like the complete opposite opinion <laughs> of you yeah are. yeah yeah even no matter <laughs> of how the consensus yeah, yeah no matter how bad it is or how bad yeah. you think it is there's always going to be someone there's out there who one person out there who yeah <laughs> that's great that's funny yo <laughs> all right um. Uh, but I think that about brings us to the end of Justice League War. Uh, unless you had anything, okay. else, any other comments about it? No, not really. I mean, I could pick your brain about different stuff related <laughs> to it. It's probably till, till tomorrow this time. But yeah, um, yeah. The, about the specific movie, no, there's nothing specific that I want to talk about uh, that people know about it. It's a good movie, like it. Um, I guess what I would say, and from me, you know, wrapping it up at the end of the day, the biggest thing I think that I like about it at the end of the day is just it's fun. Mm. I think it's a very fun romp. It's a very fun DC animated Justice League movie. That's what it boils down to for me. Yeah, I think yeah, and that I, I I'd agree with that. It's it's not my yeah. favorite, but there's yeah. nothing I I really have against it. Like there, obviously, I got some quibbles with different things. Yes, yeah. But overall, I enjoy it. Like it's not a yeah. movie that I that I hate or anything like that. Um, I just feel I just had other ones that I like better. Is better, yeah. Do you have a top um, five that you that oh, you, in terms of that that you would be able to rattle off like? Uh, Justice League specific. I think yeah. there's probably only five ones after that. Really? Um, or DC think, animated movies. Okay, DC anim- I think I would probably put <clears throat> The Dark Knight Returns would probably be at the top of the list. Okay. Um, after that, maybe uh, New Frontier. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably The Death and Return of Superman. I thought that was actually really well done. And then... Mm-hmm. Um, Last one would probably be uh, Crisis on Two Earths. Those would probably be like my top five. Top five. Okay. Okay. And, and that's just going off the top of my head. Once <laughs> so I, head, I yeah. actually had the list in front of me, I might quibble a little bit without it. And some of them I got to rewatch. But off the top of my head, that's probably the five I'd go with. Quick related question. Mm-hmm. Are you in general DC or Marvel? Or are you one of those that, are, that you don't have any particular? Um. So I love both. Uh, I historically i've been much more of a marvel guy like i said you know x-men okay. was my gateway drug and then right. know, spider-man as well so my mm. original comics when i first got into collecting comics like my pull list was like 
75% Marvel, 25% DC. So I've, wow, historically, yeah. I've definitely been more of a Marvel guy. Okay. And I'm always going to have like a soft spot in my heart for Marvel because it's how I started out with. But there, yeah, yeah, there's tons of DC stuff that I that I love equally, too. Right, right. And these days, I'm you know, I'm pretty much reading them equally, like DC okay. and Marvel stuff. And yeah. I think, um, and even when we're talking, like, I think Marvel's movies are definitely better, but I think yeah. DC's TV stuff has been, output has been generally better. 1,000%. I think we're literally almost uh, twins in that, in that yeah. regard. Like, yeah, 75% Marvel for me, 25% DC as far mm-hmm. as overall f- um, fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, not specifically comics, but just in overall. Right. Um, but DC's, anim- DC's TV stuff, spe- specifically the animated stuff, is mm-hmm. like crazy. Yeah yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, well, Henry, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, why don't no you tell problem. people where they can find you? So, again, uh, the simplest place to find me and find all my work um, is to go to the Capes and Mike's podcast, Capes and Mike's. Uh, think capes and tights but instead of tights mics capes and mics um you can find the podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, and then pretty much any other streaming platform as well as you can do the same thing in youtube just search capes and mics and you'll get the capes and mics youtube channel that's where you'll see a lot of the visuals um and links to to the different stuff that i'm doing and uh, and your new one's coming out in uh, sometime in yes. June. You said right. Okay. New one's coming out in June, and as as you uh, pointed out, probably by the time this episode is out, it will all be available. And the best way to find out where you can get it is again listen to the podcast and or the YouTube channel. We'll have direct links from the from the video that shows you the, the new book, Hearts and Powers. There'll be links directly to where you can get it. Okay, great. Well, thanks so much for agreeing to come on the show. Uh, it was no a good conversation. And uh, anytime you want to come back, you're more than welcome. Thanks. It was, it was a real pleasure. I don't often get to talk with other people because my podcast is a lot of times solo or mm-hmm. with my brother who is is not so much a superhero fan. So this was a real treat for me. So awesome. thanks a lot. Well, happy to do it. Anytime. You're more than welcome back. Uh, But that does it for this episode of Superhero Cinephiles. Superherocinephiles.com is the website, and we are Super Cinema Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you join our Patreon, you get all these episodes a week in advance, and we got some other stuff that'll be dropping on the Patreon uh, pretty soon if it hasn't already. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. If you enjoy the Superhero Cinephiles, then you'll also love my companion podcast, the Superhero Cinephiles Book Club. All my Patreon subscribers get access to this exclusive podcast where I review superhero comics and graphic novels. Not sure what comics you want to read next or what you should dive into? I've got you covered on that. I'll be doing reviews, recommendations, and also talking to you about useful entry points if you're interested in reading some comics but don't know where you should start. Plus, you'll get access to all episodes of the main show a week before everyone else. On all of this, for as little as just a dollar a month, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash supercinemapod, and you can sign up at any subscription amount to get started. Thanks so much for your support, and please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and as always, good night, good evening, God bless.